when I first started, um, we're at about 200% in um, revenue. And I remember days back then when I wouldn't even get a paycheck for weeks and sometimes even months. You know, I always made sure I paid my employees first, but there would be times where I didn't get a paycheck. And thankfully, I don't remember the last time that's happened. <laughs> but, you know, back then it's a struggle of having a small business. You're listening to Made Here, a podcast about what it means to be an underserved entrepreneur in America and what it takes to turn a small business idea into reality. I'm your host, Stacey Klein. Entrepreneurs are asked who inspired them to start their own companies, they might mention some of the biggest names in business. You know, the ones you might see year after year on the Forbes list. Well, my favorite stories are from the business owners who in a heartbeat will tell you that they were inspired by a family member who worked hard to get to where they are today. In this episode, we're hearing from Latrice Cannon, owner of Cannon's Upholstery in Phoenix, Arizona. Latrice inherited her father's business, a company that provides upholstery services for commercial and residential clients. Today, Latrice will share the challenges she faced after taking over her dad's business and the pivots she had to take to grow the company and capture a bigger share of the market. Thank you again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. There are so many people out there who are trying to get the motivation to get started. And so I really want to inspire those listeners to take the leap and make it happen. So I like to start off with what I think is one of the hardest questions, which is in one word, tell me what entrepreneurship means to you. First word uh, I think of is boss. Um, That word kind of encompasses so much uh, to me. Um, Kind of creating your own path, your own destiny, living out your dreams, just kind of being in charge and in control of things. I like that. So tell me about your roots. Where did you grow up? So I am a native of Arizona. I was born in Phoenix. Um, There's not too many of us. Um, I kind of moved around a lot in my earlier, like younger days, up until about fourth grade. um, I think I'd went to about four elementary schools. <laughs> and then finally, um, in the fourth grade, my parents liked where we were living and liked the home. And I stayed in that home until after graduating high school. And that home is in South Phoenix. So Phoenix is my home. I love Arizona. And that's kind of where I grew up in the Tempe, South Phoenix area. So talk to me a little bit about Cannon's upholstery. What were you doing before you took this over? You know, you had mentioned that this is a family business. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, before I worked with my father at the shop here, uh, I used to work at an auction. So right after high school, um, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I know I wanted to do something in the technical field, like computer programming, something of that nature. So when I went to college, that was kind of what my uh, degree was geared towards. And so right after high school, I started working at an auto auction, um, and I actually stayed with them for seven years 
uh, all throughout, you know, going through college and getting my degree. Uh, at the auction, I was a title clerk. I worked in accounting, uh, system administration. I was uh, an assistant manager. So I actually kind of moved around quite a bit in that company. And then they transferred me to California back in 2005. And I worked out in a marketing call center. And that kind of lasted for about five months. Um, I got really homesick. And, you know, I just always thought about my father having this business. You know, it was always around growing up. And so I called him when I was in California and asked him if he could hire me, you know, if he could afford to pay me. And um, he said, yeah, you know, come on back, come on home. And so that's what I did. And that's kind of how I started with the company. And that was in 2005. The company was actually at my father's house. Um, he was kind of trying to slow things down a bit and only take on a few clients. And so he was actually doing the upholstery out of the back of his garage. And so I moved back and started working with him. And we moved the shop about a year later into a space in Tempe. Yeah. So you wanted to go into the tech field and then you ended up back with your father at his business. Yeah. What type of skills did you start? Were you doing things on the tech side when you joined your dad or were you just using all new skills? You know, I was, I had learned quite a bit just working at the auction because they had put me in a management trainee program. So they had me learn about every department. And so working in the accounting department really, I think, helped prepare me for moving over to my father's business. Um, because although I did not know about upholstery, I knew all the basics of being a leader and managing different projects and all of those sorts, because that's kind of what I did for the seven years working with the previous company. That's great. I feel like that's such an important skill because, you know, it's always something where small business owners are passion about the thing that they do. And then they have to develop all of the other skills around it to actually make a business. So that's really nice that you've been able to come into the business, having all of those skills that are so important to actually running a business. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I liked what you said earlier about your dad has this business. It was always something that was there. Talk to me a little bit about what it was like growing up with a parent who owned and operated a small business. Is it something where you really viewed your dad as an entrepreneur and it was really present in your life? You know, back when I was a kid, no, not at all. He just worked and that's what he did. I didn't even realize how special it was that he owned his own business. And I didn't realize just how hard it is you know, running a business until I actually got involved myself. Um, but just as a, a little kid, I would, you know, play in the back of the shop. I was obsessed with Barbies and I would kind of make furniture, find some old fabric and make little beds for my Barbies and find some wood and some foam and make little sofas. <laughs> and so that's kind of my uh, younger years of growing up uh, working with my dad. And then I remember one story I can kind of remember. Um, he took me on a delivery and I asked him if I could help him take some of the chairs inside of a customer's house. And he's like, no, no, wait here. And so I just decided to do it on my own. I broke the, the legs of the chair. <laughs> my father, he didn't get mad or anything like that. But, you know, those are just some of the memories I remember just kind of hanging out and just being around. And now that I'm an adult and I've experienced it, I know the struggle and I admire him or sticking with it for so long and just turning it into something that it is today. Yeah. 
Well, I love that. Like I can visually picture that of you as a child hanging out with your father on these jobs. So I love that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did he instill any sort of entrepreneurial values in you? Do you think that his entrepreneurial spirit influenced you growing up in the way that he helped raise you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, he always celebrated my accomplishments. Um, I was always a student on the honor roll. I would get awards. And then I would hear my dad bragging to his friends and our family members about my accomplishments. And so that made me want to do better. You know, I wanted to get those awards. You know, I wanted to be a straight A student just to make him proud of me. And also just watching him. You know, he's always been a hard worker. You know, he's kind of instilled those values in me without even knowing it, you know. And he was always just a really good storyteller and he just connected with people. So I think just being around him, I just naturally kind of inherited some of those great qualities about him. Yeah. So tell me about Canon's Upholstery. What services do you provide? You know, give me the 30-second pitch of the business. <laughs> okay. So um, Canon's Upholstery um, is an upholstery services company. Um, we provide upholstery services for commercial and residential clients. We are a very family-friendly um, atmosphere. For residential, we do... Uh, examples would be a chair or couch uh, that maybe you don't like the color on and you'd like to pick a different fabric, you know, or maybe a dog has chewed up your cushion and you need it repaired uh, with the commercial side. There might be a restaurant that's opening and they need booth seating. So I would go in and take measurements and we would build the booths here and get them delivered and installed. Uh, we also do dental chairs and you know, physical therapy clinics, just almost any upholstery that you can kind of sit on and see, we can tackle. And I love that because it's, I love the idea of fixing something or creating something new out of something that exists already, rather than just dumping something and buying something new. I just love that you're able to have that touch to still keep a special piece, but just have it look a little different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because today we are in such a disposable society with the reclaimed wood and repurposing and refurbishing. It's kind of the end thing right now. But um, yeah, it's definitely a a good service. Well, it sounds like you didn't always know you were going to be part of the business. um, But in 2005, that's when you decided to join. So talk to me about your role now. Have you taken over this business from your father? What does your organization look like? Correct. Um, So I actually did take over back in 2005. So um, I think I mentioned my father was trying to slow down a bit and just take on a little bit less and just work out of his home. And so back in 2005, after working with him for about a year, I decided, okay, well, this is what I want to do. You know, let's not minimize our ER job, let's try to maximize, (laughs) you know, just let's, let's grow and let's move. And so that's kind of, he got on board and um, I've been the owner since 05 and we've been growing ever since. Is he still involved at all? He is still involved. Um, You know, he has some health issues, but he comes to the shop probably at least two times a week just to visit. And yeah, I mean, this is his baby, you know, if he could still work every day right now, he still would. He's, he's 77 and he's the hardest working man I've ever met. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he really is. 
I love that he still comes and visits. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right. So, you know, you talked about moving a lot when you were a child. And, you know, for listeners who aren't familiar with Phoenix, Tempe and South Phoenix are two very different areas. And Phoenix overall is very diverse. Talk to me a little bit about how you would describe the small business community in Phoenix. You know, um, it's huge. Phoenix is a such a large city. I think it's what the third or fourth largest growing city in the U.S. And you know, something I really regret is not being more involved. Um, you get so wrapped up into just the day-to-day operations of your business, not knowing there's so many other businesses out there that are kind of going through what you're going through. You know, you can really make a connection with others. And I unfortunately um, haven't gotten involved in that as much as I'd like. Thankfully, through the cohort that we just, you know, went through, I was able to meet at least 30 great business owners that I'm hoping to remain connected to. But yeah, the small business community in Phoenix, I think is, I think Phoenix is one of the best cities in the U.S. I really feel that. I I just love Arizona. Yeah, I agree. And it's such a booming place right now. There's so much happening in Phoenix where, even from five, 10 years ago, it feels different and it, you can see the growth happening, which I think is really exciting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember, you know, moving over in the area in fourth grade and just passing by the area now is just crazy. All the buildings, all the people and people are moving here every day. Yeah. So, you know, you, you took over an existing business, but you've obviously put a new spin on it. Talk to me about some of the challenges that you faced since you took this over in 2005. So some of the challenges, um, when I first started, we were doing more residential work and I kind of noticed that it just wasn't really direction I wanted to keep going in. And so we kind of pivoted and focused more on the commercial side. And I believe that's kind of helped us grow Because rather than you might get a residential customer, but they may not need anything done for another five to 10 years with commercial, let's say it's a restaurant, you build the booth, and then three years later, they might need repair work. And then, you know, you're in that restaurant at least once a year. And if you have multiple restaurants, uh, multiple medical offices and hospitals, it's just a bigger market. And that's kind of what we started to focus on. So how much have you grown the business since you took over? So uh, from when I first started, um, we're at about 200% in um, revenue. And I remember days back then when I wouldn't even get a paycheck for weeks and sometimes even months. You know, I always made sure I paid my employees first, but there would be times where I didn't get a paycheck. And thankfully, I don't remember the last time that's happened, <laughs> but, you know, back then it's a struggle of having a small business. It's if you don't have the work coming in or if you're having like the recession or, or, you know, just things happen, you know, but you have to keep going. Bills still have to get paid somehow. Yeah. So how many employees do you have now? Uh, I have four, including myself. So I've had a lot of conversations with people. I think that generational small business is something that is very popular And I've talked to a lot of people who have inherited businesses from family members or they're doing it together, taking over. One of the things that I frequently see is the younger generation that's coming in starting to digitize the business. 
Is that something that you did when you took over? Yeah, absolutely. So my dad is, he's still old school. You know, when I first started, we had paper invoices with like, you know, the carbon copy where customer would get one copy, I would get one, and then we'd have a third. (laughs) And so that immediately kind of went away. You know, I invested in a, a good accounting software and uh, working in emails and texting. Um, we've kind of shied away from in-home appointments. Customers typically will send me photos and we do quotes that way. They go online to pick out fabrics. So there's quite a few things we've done. That's great. So, you know, you talked a little bit about those earlier times where you weren't getting a paycheck, but, you know, you wanted to make sure your employees were paid. But when you were really struggling to grow the business, how do you overcome setbacks when you face those types of challenges? You know, you just have to stay motivated and know that this too shall pass. You know, nothing is forever and it's a part of having a business. You know, it's not going to be all good. You're going to have some ups and downs. You know, it kind of reminds me of a roller coaster. You know, you have your ups, your downs, you know, you're happy one minute, you're screaming. And that's kind of like how it is running a small business. I mean, it's just, it's so worth it in the end. But, you know, you you really need a a strong support system. You know, you need a a good family and your friends and you need someone to turn to, you know, if you are having a a tough time, Um, you need access to resources. So there's just so many things out there that are available to you if you know about them. Yeah, I think that's what you just said around the networks is something that can be underestimated sometimes. But we know that businesses succeed when there's the right mix of capital, technical assistance, and networks. And if you don't have that third piece, it can be really, really daunting finding resources and just having that support. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So no one goes into small business because it's easy. You know, people know there's going to be challenges in starting a small business. With, of course, with those challenges, there's always milestones and there's moments to celebrate. Can you talk to me a little bit about some of the milestones that you've had in your business journey? Oh, yeah, sure. So a recent milestone um, was we just bought commercial property uh, back in December of 2018. Um, that was one of the happiest days of my life, just to have my dad kind of see what he started and where we've come. He's always rented all throughout Arizona since 1978. And so finally in 2018, we were able to find a permanent space for our business. And um, being the owners of the property is just, that was just an amazing moment for us. So you were growing your business, you were doing great, but you did join the Empower by GoDaddy program with in partnership with Better Business Bureau. How did you hear about the program and what were some of your takeaways? So I am a member of the Better Business Bureau and they send out emails frequently just kind of letting us know what they're offering. Um, and I saw that within an email that there was a, the Empower uh, program. And so I went on and applied and, you know, it really kind of spoke to me, some of the description of the program. And I was at a point where I wanted to grow, but 
I didn't really know how to. And the program was perfect. You know, they touched on a little bit of everything that I was missing, um, especially like the social media piece. The website that we were using was about 14 years old, 14 years old before we started the program. And now that's been updated. All my uh, Facebook and everything else has been updated since the program. And, you know, I'm just very thankful and I've learned so much. So, of course, you know, you're in this program and there's a whole shift that happens in our world, which is COVID-19. You know, and there's no shying away from the fact that COVID-19 has had just a tremendous impact on small business. How are you doing throughout this? Are there any decisions that you've had to make to keep your business open? Have you seen an impact to your business? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Just like so many other businesses, we have been impacted. Um, Thankfully, not as much as others. Uh, We have not had to close our doors. I have had to limit some of our uh, guys hours, but, you know, they've understood and, you know, we're back to working full time now uh, with us working a lot with restaurants and them being our customers and hotels. They were both hit, I think, uh, the hardest. Um, So they kind of put a halt on their repairs and in turn, that's lowered some of our sales, but it's okay, you know, because some of these owners I've known for 15 years and, I just, you know, feel for them more than losing their business. I I totally get what they're going through and, you know, I just hope they make it through it. But yeah, it's definitely affected us and uh, we're just kind of taking things day by day. That's all you can do, right? So it's nice you're having a positive outlook on it and just, yeah, taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, in business, I think most business owners have a role model or they have someone that they really look up to or maybe as a child looked up to and aspire to be like. Do you have a role model in business? Yeah, I think you might know that answer already. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my father. I mean, he's just he's just everything to me. I mean, he's just taught me so much and um I just there's no one else that I can even compare to him just watching him connect with people and making people laugh. And um, even, you know, jobs I go on now, they still ask me, how's your dad? How's your dad? And so there's such big shoes to feel, but he really is my role model. And I just am so thankful and blessed that he's given me something that I can hopefully pass on to my, to my boys. I love that. So is that ultimately your plan is to keep the, business going and pass it along to your children? Absolutely. I mean, I have three boys and I'm really hoping one of the three (laughs) will want to take it over. And I mean, I've I've talked to, I've talked to a couple of them and they say they want to work here in the summers, but we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Um, So you've said a little bit about this of, you know, taking it one day at a time and just keep pushing and things like that. Is there a, you know, a favorite mantra, ritual, or something that you say when times are tough? Oh, you know, you just have to have faith. You know, I'm a strong believer in everything happens for a reason. You know, I tell myself that all the time. And we may not know what that reason is while we're going through it. It may be very stressful or very sad while it's happening. And you may not know, like I said at that time, but looking back at it, 
you always know you got through it. And so that's kind of what I have to do is think about, okay, remember when I was going through this, I got through it just fine. So I'm going to get through whatever it is I'm going through now, you know, and just take in the time away from everything, just to reset, you know, whether that be going camping with the family or doing yoga, that's kind of what gets me through it. I mean, that sounds like a good plan to help sort of ease your mind, take your mind off of it and have a great way to sort of relax. Mm-hmm. So right. So, talk to me about what's next. What do you have planned for the business? Are you looking to grow? Are you feeling stable right now? What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. I'm always looking for ways to grow. And um, we are fortunate to be merging with the drapery business. Um, it's been in Arizona since uh, 1987. And so I'm looking for something to add into my business. And then they are looking for something to add into theirs. So we're going to be kind of merging the two together. And I can offer drapery and window coverings to my customers. And then also I'm looking at offering some new products like pool cushions, bolsters for physical therapy clinics, just there's, I have a long, I have a laundry list <laughs> of things. I have to kind of dial it down because there's so many. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to stop growing. I just want to keep keep this going, you know. Well, that's it. Sounds like an exciting merger. How did that come about? Was that with someone you knew? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? You know, I just happened to be at one of my uh, vendors. Uh, a place where we buy materials and there is a sign posted uh, drapery business for sale. And so, hmm, you know, I thought about it like, okay, well, I don't know anything about draperies, but, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with the upholstery. So I just took the flyer and, you know, spoke to the owner and I just really connected with him. And he reminds me of my father a lot. I think that's what part of it was. And we just, you know, made it, we're making it happen. So yeah. Very cool. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of exciting things coming up and there's, I like your, your laundry list. I think that's a good thing to have that. (laughs) Right. So those are all the questions that I had, but is there anything that you wanted to make sure you talked about that we didn't mention? Maybe I just want to mention, um, when I was uh, younger, you know, I was uh, bullied a lot as a child and teased. And I think um, that is kind of what made me kind of push to just make something of myself, you know, because of the rejection that I experienced as a young kid. Um, and it gave me that tougher skin. And, you know, I just want to throw that out there to anyone who's been through that. Like, it's, you know, that's not the end. That's not the way your life has to be or, you know, what you have to remember. Um, You know, things can change. And I think I am a witness to that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's very meaningful and I think could help a lot of people. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I am Latrice Cannon, co-founder of Cannon's Upholstery. I made my business in Phoenix, Arizona. Generational entrepreneurship stories always inspire me. 
I love to hear how the company was started and then how the next generation has put their own spin on the business. In this day and age, we're so used to purchasing something, tossing it a few years later, and getting something new. Latrice shares with us the value of repurposing and appreciating what we have. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. If you haven't already, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Help us fuel these small businesses and the incredible founders and entrepreneurs who run them. This podcast is powered by GoDaddy and made with the help of our producers at Human Group Media.